everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Unapologetically Different Podcast. This is Season 9, Episode 67. I'm your co-host, Key. And I'm your co-host, Coach P. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you go back and check out Episode 66. We talk about the differences between monogamy and polygamy. We also talk about pre-dating. We talk about the racial encounters that Lizzo faced on tour and so much more. It's definitely a dope episode, so make sure you go back and tune in and check it out. You might want to rush over there because Coach P did say what kind of relationship he likes, so you know. <laughs> hot girl summon full effect. Fact. You're looking like a hot girl now with the hair. I love it, Key. You got the Ooh, thank shoulders you, out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, I did mm. a little sign, a little, little sign. I just want to give a special shout out to my bestie, Rashida Day. Um, we'll put our information in the show notes. Um, She did my full lock. She's a loctician as well, so she do actual locks. So yes, you can marvel in all of this beauty. Thank you so much, Rashida. Love you, Bill. Yo, Rashida, I'm going to holler at you in about like five years when my hair gets long enough to, to actually lock because I'm on the struggle bus right now. But it ain't that bad. <laughs> I'll give you about two. You two? can start it right now if you want to. Nah, chill. I may have to go the, what's his name? With the glass eye when he had the, <laughs> he, he put in the, the fake locks. Um who? I want you to be my... I don't know who that is. Oh, my God. And you're singing, so it, it's like I definitely don't know. It's going to come back to me, and I'll, <laughs> I will definitely bring it back up later in the show when I do get it. Okay. But let's just dive into it. Welcome back, Coach P. Thank you. Thank you. So for those of you who know, I took a little break. A little. Be- before... <laughs> like two weeks, to be exact. <laughs> yes, definitely. It was 12 days, to be exact. So <laughs> under a little under two weeks, but... Felt like forever. Shout-outs to Key. She definitely held down the podcast while I was traveling. I was actually in Lisbon, Paris, and I went to the Amalfi Coast in Italy, and it was really an amazing experience. He was in living my best life. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely definitely a great time. And for those who know me, I love traveling. I think it's one of the best things you can do for your life. And we're actually going to be getting a little bit more into that and a little bit more into my trip later on in this episode on Coach P. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Yes, you want to check it out and get some great information about traveling. This is the season and budgeting on it as well. So that's a great thing to know. So let's get into it. Yes, sir. Breaking news. Mm. Um, so she's got to have it will yeah. not be renewed on Netflix for season three. I'm yeah. kind of sad about it because I'm not going to front. This season was better than last season to me. I thought like there was a lot going on in this season that resonated with me. But what I did like about this season was that I felt like it was more, it was better developed. There was better writing. There was more fluid with the storylines and transitions. Yeah. I definitely felt like some of the nuances that stuck out to me was like Nola being unapologetically herself and black. I felt like you saw tidbits of that in the last season, but this season she just came full force, especially through her artwork. And also, too, the art show encompassing all different mediums of her art. And I felt like that resonated a lot with our art show that we have coming up. Yeah. Um, I know Coach P's going to dive more into that and his perception of it. But also, too, trying to get over a breakup and the fact that there was a scene with her and her therapy where she was like I just want to get over it and her therapy was like you got to go through it mm. and I think that's very important because a lot of us even in a previous episode when you said your friend was swiping again because he's back to the apps <laughs> he broke up with his shorty it'd be like that sometimes um, I think a lot of us especially as millennials we kind of get into not even just millennials but a lot of us we get into the concept of you ended with somebody you started with somebody new you don't give yourself time to go through the emotions and heal and 
And I like that scene that she had with a therapist. And her therapist was like, she could tell that Nola was like hiding from her because she hasn't been coming to her appointments. But she needed to give her her space and her time, which I thought was really impactful when your therapist could pick up on when you want to kind of distance yourself, but allowing you to do so. So that was one of my parts that I like. Also, recovering from a breakup and just focusing on yourself. There was a scene that she had with her mom, which I love. Her mom was like, focus on you and don't feel bad about it. And it was like, true. You don't got to date. You don't got to bounce back. Just focus on your craft build it up get yourself right self-care and just be focused on your passion and i think there's nothing wrong with that and child don't get me so on that puerto rico episode okay that shit was so deep and i loved it i was like all in your face you know what i'm saying so i feel like i was on my blog the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my boricuas but it was like really dope and also too one of my favorite episodes was when a chicken come home to roost because i felt like it was so much going on. But what I liked was accountability. The two youth in that um, episode, the boy and the girl, really kind of putting the adults, like, calling them out for their bullshit and their contradictions and the way they act. And it's so funny because we think the youth are not paying attention. We always talk about yeah. doing more for the youth. And you think that they're not cognizant of what's going on. And, you know, Virgil really speaking about how the divorce with his parents affected him and then him having a talk with them. It was like he was a parent he was the adult in that conversation, which I thought was really, it was so interesting. And then also the the young girl calling out Nola for like, yo, you was a mistress. You was a side piece. You kind of broke up a family. That was OG. Like, she came out her neck. I was like, yo, shorty, I'm going to need you to fall back, yo. But not for one thing. I would say that little girl, I love her hair. Her hair was so big and full in the show. I was obsessed with it. But um, that was just my take about it. Coach B, what about you? What did you like um, besides the sex scenes? <laughs> I know you like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm actually sick that you caught that because I was like, yo, <laughs> I know this you. season opened up fire, like it was it was lit. So um, but but yeah, honestly, I thought the 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 cinematics effects for that Cinematic. scene was just great. Great job, Spike. All that sweat drip. I <laughs> oh. heard you. Um, drip, drip. but outside of that, I really love this season a lot because, especially like with the evolution of Nola. Um, Ooh, I thought I like that, the way you said that. Yeah, because one of the like I'm actually getting goosebumps about it, and you know I, I mean my goosebumps. Yeah, but you know how that goes. When she changed her bed, the bed frame from what oh, it was yes. before, I just thought that little things Symbolism. like that, right? It was, was so dope. subtle, but it really spoke to me because like I'm constantly trying to evolve, trying to just be the best version of myself, and and I think that was just dope seeing the actual physical yeah. manifestation of that in her house. Like I thought that was really cool. And then like when you talked about the art show. She, I know you love that. Yeah, because one, I, I just thought it was just so dope because, like you said, we've done our own art show yes. and getting into art is something that I'm I'm new in and actually just being present to how art makes people feel. Like we were actually having a conversation yeah. about this the other day, and mm-hmm. at the end of the actual show when she had the art behind the curtain yeah. and just seeing all the different reactions for people, it mm-hmm. was like I don't know what this is, but I need to know what yeah. this art is because some people are going back in, Word. some people are I like really getting like angry. Yeah. I'm just like this is crazy. Like the anticipation was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, even with that art show, seeing how her art was really dope and it really spoke like with the last season with yeah. the My mm-hmm. Name Isn't. But then when she actually got her own space, her own venue, just to see how 
just taking pictures, the creativity that she used to dress up the space. Yeah. It just, it was something so interesting to me to see how one artist can take a space and create like a whole universe with their art. And it let me see like the duality or different types of ways you can present art. Like with our show, Mm -hmm. we had multiple artists and art through like in a circle around the room. Yeah. Like I guess you would say the standard way for like a gallery. Mm -hmm. But then seeing how she was able to just take a space and just really transport you I just thought that was amazing kind of like you said with the pictures of Puerto Rico like I think the season was just fire it was I really liked it a lot and I I was shocked to hear that it was getting cancelled yeah I actually yeah sorry I know it's fine I mean I think and then also too it's kind of a mixed review because some people they really liked the season other people they actually didn't Mm -hmm. Um, but then again too it goes back to it being a part of Netflix now I'm surprised because it's on a platform of Netflix like you can be as expressive as you want to do as you want so especially with the plethora of series that they have on there Um, so the lack of ratings could be a potential factor however we don't know exactly if that's the reason because Netflix has a tendency of being mum about releasing any kind of viewership um, numbers for their originals but they mentioned in the past that they evaluate shows on a viewing versus cost basis now if that's actually the case I question it because these two seasons to me were I don't know I feel like it was drastically different so more people probably watched anticipating it was going to be better or similar to last season, but it's different. I would have preferred if they gave it one more season Mm -hmm. and kind of gauged the viewership from one, two, and three, because if you liked it the first time, all right, you probably step back from it. You may revisit the third season. If you really like the second season, like me, I'm thirsty for the next one. Cause I'm like, when is this shit dropping? Like even with the episode about the art, when everybody was walking in and out, I was like, yo, I was like, damn, I got to really watch this episode because I got to see the art that she's talking about. And she put it at the very end of the episode. So I felt like the show wasn't giving a full opportunity to grow and evolve and change and kind of see the viewership. So I really do question what is the basis. And my thing is, how quickly are you to just cancel a show? Like a show's grow, they evolve, even evolution of her character. So are we just saying, like, we don't like the direction her character is going in, so we're just going to pull back? Like, I just, I guess I wanted to know more of a reason as to why they cancel it. Now, there's no bad blood between Spike Lee and Netflix, because he's still working with them on future projects, and Spike Lee is shopping around. She's got to have it to other networks. So hopefully gets picked up by another network. I do question how it's going to evolve going to a new network and what if it's going to change the show in any way. But I'm actually looking forward to the next season. So wherever you put it at, Spike, I'm going to watch it. I got you, boo. Nola, what up, Gucci? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really just curious if it has anything to do with Disney coming out with their own platform and all these other streaming services that are... They, like Netflix is about to have a lot of competition, and I just think that I don't know. I'm just saying yeah. I'm, I'm a I'm a numbers guy, and I, I don't know if that if that, <laughs> if that has anything to do with it because yeah, what? it could be, but I don't know. I really and then again, if it goes to another network, would they have will they have the freedom to do what they want? Because I feel like with Netflix, you can do whatever. So it's like if you go someplace else, would it be restricted? And then my thing is, if it goes some, how long is it going to take for it to come back? Because these shows, like, come on. It might be, like, It just every came out, too. season two. No, 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 I'm just talking, and then that, too. Right. If that's going to be the case, if it's going to come out every week. And then and then if, if it's going to be better. Because one of the things I didn't like with it being on Netflix is that I had to wait for it to come out. And, but at least you get all the episodes. Yeah. Now, if it goes on another network, how that may work. So, I'm 
really intrigued to see the evolution of where this show is going to go and what network is going to be on. So um, stay tuned for that. We're going to be discussing more. Yeah, definitely. And I guess my final note on that, it just got me super excited for the upcoming Unapologetic Art Expo. So definitely stay tuned for that. We're going to be giving out some more information soon. So super excited. Just, just keep your ears and eyes open. And here. the artists we have on deck, so happy. <laughs> so lit. Um, so moving on to our next topic. Another sad one. Um, well, this ain't this one is a sadder but different kind of. Right, right, exactly. Realm of sad. So earlier this week, the U- U.S. Department of Justice declined to actually face charges against Officer Daniel Pantaleo. And the backstory here is on July 17, 2014, Eric Garner, who was 43 years old at the time, was placed in a chokehold for a minor offense of selling cigarettes. Just even talking about it, just slowly, it's just like my blood is beginning to boil a little bit. But the entire incident was caught on video and went viral immediately. And Eric Garner said that he wasn't able to breathe 11 times. And amidst all the people watching this, no one actually came forward to try to stop and help someone who's being choked by a police officer with others around him and Again, 11 times saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, to the point that all the life was taken out of him. So the the viral video created a lot of national outrage and protest, and even celebrities and athletes such as LeBron James were wearing the I can't breathe shirt. And just want to take a one quick note about the fact that someone big as LeBron James had that shirt and on the stage of the NBA. And I just want to shout out the NBA really quickly because I love the fact that they allow their athletes to just speak and kind of just have their voice and their opinion about these real topics and issues that are affecting the community. So, But also, too, to your point, I do value the NBA pertaining to that, but I don't like the word allow because it's like they're slaves. That's a <laughs> and good when we point. think about the concept of being an athlete, whether you're playing basketball or football, um, shout out to Kaepernick, by the way, I see you. Um, you're put in a, you're confined, you're restricted, you really can't be expressive, i.e. why most, if not some of these football players are not kneeling, they ain't saying much of anything. Um, but that's Gucci, because Kaepernick got a whole Nike deal. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Look at me now. Um, so, regards to that, I don't like the word allow, but more so, like, giving, they have the platform where they can be expressive, and I feel like the NBA play, that's why, honestly, I love basketball, regardless of the fact. I was never into football, no shade, no tea, I just love ball, but this adds another layer for me to love it because they are vocal on the court and off the court and they've been speaking about these incidents and to the point about him wearing the t-shirt during Walmart, that's really powerful because it was televised. So it's like you're wearing the shirt people who may not know are picking up like what does this mean? What is that about? And now they're going to look into it. And to tie it back to the Eric Garner case, I just want to speak briefly about when this incident happened I saw the clip, I was outraged I was upset, I was angry, I was emotional I was confused um, in my mind, I was like, oh, he's definitely going to do time. There's no way. This is on video. The guy's choking. He said it 11 times. I remember when I went into work and my colleagues were talking about it. And they were they were on more so like the cop was wrong and stuff like that. But I just wasn't in a space of having that conversation. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not ready for this Like at this moment in this work environment. And I just went into the restroom. I was really emotional. And I f- still felt emotional, like still felt it throughout the day and still felt angry, outraged. And everything I was reading was about it. I was like, I can't get away from it. And the side release for me was attending his, um, they did a huge protest for him when he walked into Brooklyn Bridge up to Barclay Center. And we sat Barclay Center in silence on the floor for 11 minutes uh, around that time frame, I believe. 
um, about seven to ten minutes because that's how long it took for him to die. So we sat in silence and I just cried. And I know one of my friends, she was really concerned about me going to the protest because the media kind of made it seem like it was like a violent protest. And it really wasn't. I didn't see anyone get attacked. I didn't get to see anyone get, you know, hurt. The cops were there. They played their position. But it wasn't like how the media portrayed it, as they normally do. Um, And I felt fine being there. I felt protected. But the moral of the story is I went to that protest and I felt a sigh of release because I felt like I was doing something. It was good to be around people, like-minded people who were like, I'm out here. We're protesting. We want justice. What's going on? Um, but to the point, <clears throat> fast forward, um, when the DOJ announced their ruling, Emerald Garner showed her frustration through an emotional and much-needed speech that she gave outside of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Brooklyn. She also mentioned how her sister Erica Garner, which a lot of people may forget, died trying to find justice for her dad. Keep in mind, Eric Garner died. One of his daughters, Erica Garner, um, she was very vocal and active pertaining to seeking justice for him. Eric Garner had six kids. And unfortunately, due to her putting so much effort into protesting, being vocal, doing interviews, all the above that a daughter would do for her father, if not more. I understand that because I'm a daddy's girl. So I will go above and beyond for my pops. So she went above and beyond. And as a result of that, shortly after she gave birth in 2017, at the age of 27, she died. And it's sad, but it's common because similarly that happened to Khalif Broadermom, which we talked about in a previous episode. Yeah. Um, pertaining to his document series, his mom died of a broken heart. His mom died because the visits that she had to make to Rikers to see her son, and she didn't have a car, she had to take the bus. She she didn't have the best medical, she wasn't in the best medical state. She had to fight justice for her son. Even when he came out, she was trying to give him, um, trying to give him the proper resources or the best of her abilities, and she couldn't, and he committed suicide. And still striving for justice for her son, and she died of a broken heart. So when these cops... You know, this police brutality incidents happen. It's not just you affecting one person. It's a family. It's their kids. It's their sons. It's their daughters. It's their moms. It's their sisters. It's their aunts. That also becomes a rippling effect. And if you want to talk about mental healthness in the black community, let's get into it. That's where you get PTSD, anxiety, trauma, depression. And guess what? How do we get the resources to pay for that? So it becomes an ongoing cycle. And Emerald Garner spoke about losing her sister and now her, and of course her dad. And it just becomes that situation. So I just want to kind of talk about it because I'm just like, it's easy to put all of this in the back of the mind and say, okay, next week is going to be another say their name, say his name or her name. It's going to be a hashtag. But each of these incidents is becoming more and more serious. Of course, they always have been, but the detrimental effect it has on families. And I pray to God this Emerald Garner girl seeks self-care while she's doing what she needs to do. Like, please implement that because we don't need to lose uses. Yeah. And I just, I really love that you mentioned that point because I think even when it comes to just like slavery and the effects of that, people talk about, oh, this happened so long ago, but people discount the way these things, these can affect the mental health of people and how that just goes from generation to generation. So, and generational trauma and cycles. Yeah. Um, so Emerald Garner, she actually met with Mayor de Blasio and First Lady Shirlane McCray and Reverend Al Sharpton, and she stated that. Bill de Blasio's response was actually unacceptable. I'm not surprised. And he, he mentioned in an interview with Hot 97 on Ebro in the Morning that he was unable to fire the police officer because of due process. And he also claimed that one of the best ways to actually 
honor Eric Garner was so this wouldn't happen again. And, <laughs> like, bruh. Yeah. And bruh. shout outs to Ebro because he actually fired back and basically said, I think the way to actually honor him is to get rid of the officer and fire him. And it's it's really sad, like, because an interesting fact is even before this incident happened, uh, chokehold by police officers is prohibited. Like, that's something that it's, it's, it's an illegal move. You can't do that to people. And you're doing something that's illegal that you weren't supposed to be doing. This person told you, again, 11 times that they can't breathe. And, and you, he was asthmatic, too. Right. So you slowly watch this person die. And I, I just feel like there's something, like, so sad and even crazier than actually a shooting because it's like you're doing this with your hands and you're just slowly yeah. taking the life from someone's hand and and the fact that there isn't gonna be any justice for this five years after the event it it's really disheartening and just that family has just suffered and so suffered much a lot. Yeah. and then also keeping in mind this whole time since it happened he's been on death duty He's been getting paid. He's been getting health insurance. The whole night, his family being taken care of. Every All his people is Gucci. But this family is affected. So that is a problem with this incident. And also, to, to your point about it being illegal, that's why I'm just like, if it's illegal, this should be an easy, he's like, you know, this he's charged. Of course, Eric Garner's civil rights was violated. And the fact that they're basically saying it's not. And to de Blasio, let me tell you, when he first stepped on the scene, I was for de Blasio because he called out the cops. I will give him that. He did speak out against these things. However, over time, I guess he couldn't handle the backlash from the police, NYPD, or whatever the commissioners at that time, and what they were saying, and also the public, that he kind of, I don't know if people noticed, he kind of been a little, like, step back, a little neutral. And for you to go to Ebro in an interview and say the best way to honor him is by not happening, how you expect this not to happen again? If you're not setting a precedent, if you're not holding these cops liable, if you're not putting them in jail, how you expect this not to happen again? Like de Blasio, you lucky you get to go home to your son, your biracial son at that. And I'm sure he's being protected in the hood at that, while other black, brown kids out here got to struggle. So if you want our vote and you want to be president, you better step to the plate and address this. And if you not, you're not getting my vote. And I'm putting that out there because I'm sorry, you're from New York and you see the shit that's going on. And for you to say the best thing that you could do is to honor him, how can we honor him if we're not holding these cops accountable? And I get really passionate about this. You feel me getting hot, Pierre, because... It's frustrating, and it's annoying, and he, of all people, know. You called out Joe Biden. You called him out talking about he got this old man mentality. I don't see he protecting no police. <laughs> Let's talk about that. So if you're going to call him out for being racist or whatever, or you're going to call him out for kind of having outdated ideologies and concepts, what are you doing if you're not stepping up to a plate to address this? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good And I'm point. just going to leave it at that because I don't want to destroy his livelihood. <sighs> I'm tight. Like, I'm yeah. wild tight. You don't understand how tight I am. When I read all of this and I looked into any... And we're going to post her speech on our social media. I watched it. I couldn't even finish it because I started crying. Yeah. She was, like, tight. And she has every reason to. Imagine if that was your father. And you know what kills me? Throughout her life, she's going to still see that video. His video has not been ripped off. No, you could still see it. Imagine seeing your father die on film, bro. <laughs> like, come on, man. Y'all bugging out. Yeah. I'm off that. And so Emerald Garner, she's going to continue to seek justice, and she'll actually be convening and having a discussion at the Cannon Baptist Church on July 30th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., located at 132nd 
West 116th Street in Harlem. So if you're free, definitely make sure to attend that event. It's going to just going to keep that conversation going and i think that's really important that's what we need to do we can't we can't be silent we have to have to continue to have these conversations continue to put pressure on these politicians and as the the political season starting to heat up i think our vote and us coming together and getting rid of politicians that aren't making the changes that we need and want to see for our community is super important. So again, if you're going to be around July 30th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Cannon Baptist Church on 132nd West 116th Street in Harlem. Heard you. So moving on, we're going to dive into the Coach P dropping gem segment. And as I mentioned earlier in the episode, what I want to talk about today is traveling. And like I said, I just came back from Lisbon, uh, Paris, and Amalfi Coast in Italy. And it was definitely a much-needed like vacation for me. I was definitely under a lot of stress with everything I've got going on. And it was just an opportunity to decompress. And again, shout-out to Keith for holding down the podcast while I was while I was You know gallivanting. it was a good-ass vacation <laughs> since he's saying definitely. We didn't even get into the segment yet. Go ahead. Um, but for me, as I'm getting older, what I love about going on vacation... You're not that old. <laughs> like, stop. 30-30. 30-30, yeah? I really love being able to disconnect and really just getting out and being in a brand new environment because I feel like it allows me to just decompress, get rid of stress, and just really relax. And for me also, I really wanted to get out in nature, and that's why all these locations are really important to me. I wanted to just be able to just get off my phone, not really be on Instagram, not really be looking at emails, and just like listening to the birds, laying down on the beach, just hearing the water, getting my feet wet. Ain't no birds in Brooklyn? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's Brooklyn, so I guess not. (laughs) Come to the Bronx, (laughs) baby. Facts. The next vacation, I'll be doing the Bronx. Shut uh, up. Doing a Bronx tour. I hate you. <laughs> Southside, you <heard? laughs> um, One of the biggest highlights for me was uh, the Amalfi Coast. I got to do this hike called the Path of God. And oh, it was, wow. That sounds dope. Yeah, it was amazing. We were like mad high up. I can't even, I don't know how many Did your ears feet. Pop? Huh? My ears didn't pop. But the entire trip was high up. Like oh, so okay. we, it might have popped while I was driving there, but we literally one day walked about three hundred flights of stairs up and down because it was ridiculous. But just being out there, seeing how people live such a really peaceful life out there, farming, just beautiful scenery, um, the beach, the mountains. It was amazing. And then a big highlight for me personally, I mm-hmm. saw Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. <laughs> he they, told they, me. I'm like, bruh, they, you ain't get a picture? Shout out Joe. <laughs> Dwayne came through looking, living his best life. He had he had his hair out. He had his, his shirt open up. He had his little belly out. I'm like, okay, he's definitely in his off-season mode. Still had a little six-pack in it. Shout out to D-Wade. They were turning up yacht life, doing it big. I definitely wanted to run over there and say, you're like, but... <laughs> I kept I kept it classy. I just tried to sneak a picture, but he that walked away. That would have been dope if you said that shit. He turned around like, yo, what's Gucci? Um, but yeah, a really great experience. And that's why I want to talk about traveling because I think it's something that's so beneficial and everybody really needs to make an effort to do it. Mm-hmm. So some of the benefits of traveling is it exposes you to different environments and really helps you physically get stronger. As you're traveling and you're going to different parts of the world, you're exposed to different air, different altitudes, different foods, different like 
just bacteria. So your body naturally just gets stronger because Mm -hmm. you're being exposed to these different things. And that's why sometimes people say they let their kids like play in the dirt or get a little dirty or messy because your body, by getting exposed to different bacteria and different environment, Mm -hmm. it gets used to it. So, like, if you lived your entire life in a bubble and you weren't exposed to anything, the moment you get out that bubble, you could just get dropped dead because your body has no experience dealing with anything. So, being able to go into different environments, different parts of the world, that's one way it's, it's beneficial. It just makes your immune system and makes your body stronger. It also reduces your stress levels. Okay. And that's the next one. That's the biggest one for me. Yeah. Being able to get out of your natural comfort zone and then just... Being able to, like, whether it's relaxing on a beach, walking around a new city, going to the Eiffel Tower, taking pictures, like, this really, your relaxation just gets to a whole nother level so quickly, especially when people go on vacation. A lot of times they're disconnecting from work, and work is a major stress factor. Literally. Yeah. Trust me, I know. (laughs) Hell yeah, I know too. (laughs) So, and the beautiful thing about when you travel, the release that you get um, from your anxieties and your stress, even if you're gone for three or four days, when you come back, it's like that doesn't just go away. It lasts for an extended period of time. You might have two or three weeks of like, yo, you're glowing. Like you look so at ease. And people were telling me that. I'm just like, for real? Like, I'm just like, I feel, <laughs> I feel good. Like, feeling himself. Yeah. Well, but, but the crazy thing is when you're not taking care of yourself, when you're stressed, stress is really yeah. one of the biggest like detriments to your body. It's going to aid you. It's going to make you sick. And it's just, it's basically slowly killing you. Mm-hmm. So anything you can do to reduce your stress level is very important. That's another big thing about travel. The next benefit of traveling is the brain health that it gives you. Because you're in new environments, you're, you're, you're trying to figure out where you are. You're trying to try new foods, experience new cultures, mm-hmm. understand different people, and, and also just connecting with new people. That's something I really love about going abroad, especially if it's a country that I get to speak a different language or get to learn a different yeah. language. It's like I'm like, oh, I'm connecting and I'm just seeing that the world is such a big place, but it's really also very small. And there's mm-hmm. we're so much more alike than we are different. Shout outs to Delta, because they have a brand Shout new commercial. <laughs> that commercial, it's amazing. They're basically, long story short, they're saying maybe we're in this business to show you that wherever you are in the world, if you're in the United States or you're in St. Petersburg in Russia, like there's more that unites us than that separates us. And especially with a lot of the negative political um oh, atmosphere. That is shades on. Um, Trump, sounds a little shady. <laughs> like, I have to fly Delta all the time. I like how y'all operate. Yeah, no, their commercials be lit. I'm really big into nice marketing. They be they be killing it. You um, be up on that because you was even like on Nike stuff too. You was like they always been like that. Seriously, like, oh, the Nike commercial. Oh man, great. You always it's, watch their stuff. So I, you yeah. be knowing because it be making me get feelings. Like I told you, my goosebumps. I'm mad emotional, and as I, as I get older, I feel like things hit me more, and I'm just like, oh sh- word, that commercial was lit. Okay, could be you be in a Gemini with your two faces. <laughs> <laughs> like it, boo. Virgo's coming up. So, yes, season. Virgo season on the way. Lit. Key's gonna be getting ratchet. <laughs> it's working for the ground. <laughs> Teasing. <laughs> um, and and then the next benefit, last one, I want to get into. Travel will just help you live longer. A lot of studies have shown that by traveling, your life expectancy is longer, and I Sweet. think it has to do with 
making those connections with different people, mm-hmm. just reducing your stress levels, and just having an overall sense of happiness, well-being, it's just going to increase your life. So, And it doesn't matter. You, you don't have to go to Paris. You can literally go make a vacation to the Bronx if you're from Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, <laughs> or like even Niagara Falls. It doesn't have to be yeah, far Niagara from Falls where you nice, are. So, yeah. But just being able to get out of your environment and just really decompress it's so beneficial for you and that's going to lead me to the next point of this topic the the benefits of travel are so great but a lot of times people say i can't afford it so i really want to talk about being able to yes, do that and budgeting is very important for travel you want to be out there dead broke ain't that you can be broke in new york <laughs> you that's fine but being broke broke someplace else well of course if your hometown is new york you go travel someplace you don't want to be broke someplace else like that's a whole nother level of foolishness because you just never know what can happen and there's no guarantee you're going to get the same access to resources as if you're someplace else which is another thing too yeah if you forget that you go to certain countries and you just assume that they have the same thing that you I'm we're from New York so assuming if you go someplace else you assume that they have the same things and they don't and it kind of puts you at a disadvantage and it's good to kind of do research as to where you're going in terms of so you know what to expect and yep. you're not thrown off exactly big, big time one of my boys we in Postiano in Italy it's on the side of a mountain so we were taking steps every day and it was like a 20 minute step uphill and it was crazy and we did no research and had no idea that we were going to be doing marathons just to go home so definitely do your research but in terms of ways to budget and save money biggest thing be flexible with your destination and travel dates everyone wants to go to paris london and all these hot spots and right in the middle exactly right in the middle of the summertime but you don't have to everyone wants to do that And because of that, prices are going to be really high. So being able to look on the map and see different parts of the world that you can visit that may not be as big as a tourist attraction and not necessarily going in the summertime. Sometimes going in the winter or fall, you're going to save a lot more money. And then the temperature in that place might be summertime, depending on where in the world it is. So being flexible, being willing to just look around and shopping for the best time that makes sense for your schedule, but also for a bang for your buck. Next thing is find alternative housing. Not everybody's going to be going to Miami, staying at the Fountain Blue. So if you have like an auntie, a best friend, someone who's studying abroad for school, reach out to them and say, hey, I want to do a trip out there to come and visit you. And if you plan a vacation that way, all you have to really worry about is getting there. But Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to stay with a friend and family member. Or even if you're in school and you do a study abroad program that your school might be paying for you. It's just being creative and trying to find different ways of getting out there and keeping your cost as low as possible. So if you're going to visit a grandmother who lives in... St. Vincent or something, you won't have to pay for anything. You get that good home cooking, but then you still get that experience and seeing the island and everything for what it's worth. So that's another factor, being open on where you're staying. Cause but also, too, on the flip side, because I know when you go on vacation, sometimes you don't want to stay with family. Yeah. It's not really vacation. Because right. then it's like they're going to assume you have money and all of these things, and then you here shopping around with them, buying them groceries instead of you actually <laughs> being on vacation. I would advise if you don't feel comfortable staying with family members of that nature, Definitely look into a cost-effective place to stay. When I traveled to Italy, we had stayed in Florence. We actually stayed at a really nice hostel. And I've had... I had a different take on hostels because I saw the movie. (laughs) So I was like, I'm not staying here because I want to live. So that was my perception of it. And that was my ignorance, of course. So hostels are not bad. They're actually really good. And we stayed at one and it had a sauna. 
and that was the first time I was in a sauna. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was like one of the best experiences I had. So just look at cost-effective ways to, whether you could stay at a hotel or something, but don't be too cheap. You know what I'm saying? You want to stay someplace and there are roaches crawling all over the place. You can't <laughs> sleep. Then, yeah. you know, you, you want to be right. So definitely look at cost-effective ways to doing so so that you're right on par but I def if you don't want to stay at a family member I completely get that because you don't want to be bombarded with stuff where you feel like this is not a vacation like this is really just a waste of my time type shit but just one point to add on that don't but don't use that as an excuse not to go because sometimes people are just like well I can't do it then because you're basically cutting yourself off from everything yeah. and if you're really adventurous you can definitely check out the site Couch Surfer where people actually open up their homes and allow you to sleep on their couch for free or you can be a host and allow people to visit your city and sleep on that. your couch for free. And I know... There's the way bed bugs are set up. <laughs> they don't discriminate. Bed bugs don't discriminate. But y'all can hop on people's couches. Let me know how that goes. Right. Hop, hop. And that's the thing. We definitely want to give you options because <laughs> different people have different levels of comfortability. And some people, for them, that's like, I want to go live in some random old lady's house with their cats for free and explore Mexico. So that's, options. We're hey, giving you options, people. That's a lot of options. <laughs> um, also... Be creative when it comes to your budgeting. If yes. you if you save twenty dollars a week on food, and like let's say you're making sandwiches, and you mm-hmm. take twenty dollars a week over the course of a year, you'll have about a thousand dollars, and that's enough for a round trip vacation to most places. Yeah, and a lot of times people are so quick to buy sneakers, to buy clothing, just splashing on food, going out for drinks. Granted, you don't have to just cut off your lifestyle, but just be conscious and find little ways to save here and there. And the consistency over time will create a large amount of money. So like I said, if you if you eat out and you can save $3 every single day and that adds up to about $20 for the week, in a year's time you'll have $1,000 and you can just pick where you want to go for that next, for that next year. So yeah. definitely be creative with the budgeting. Um, and I also want to shout out again, shout out to Delta. I actually worked for them for about a year. And <laughs> That's the reason why he shot them. Like, he finally got to the reason. Talk they... about the commercial. <laughs> but um, working for an airline is a huge underrated thing. And for me, they actually opened up the world to me. I really wanted to travel when I was younger. And I got a job right out of school working mm-hmm. for the airlines for about a year. And I was able to travel standby, which is... If there's any open seats on the flight, you're able to hop on that flight as an airline That's employee. That's kind of a hit or miss. I like that standby joint, though. It is, but when you get to go to Paris with your girlfriend at the time for $95 round trip business class, like you Sounds really. Like a specific example, Pierre. Oh, yeah. That, That's what that, it that, is. That, 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 <laughs> That's what it was. Shout out to my ex. <laughs> Shout out to you. But nah. <laughs> she probably on a date in that swipe swipe. Um, but no, like it, it really, it that's the standby life. It can be difficult sometimes, but if you're, I would say if you're a young kid, you're out of college, you're looking for a job, looking working for an airline really opened up the world for me and allowed me to experience so many different cultures at a young age. Yeah. And I got that travel bug early, and I've never been able to shake it ever since. So Sweet. it's definitely something to look into. Like, hey, instead of working at like Best Buy or something for the summertime, mm-hmm. maybe get a job at the, at the airlines and yeah. see what you can do with that. But overall, traveling is an amazing experience. It, again, opens up the world for you, lets you connect with different people, and then it just makes you glow up, make you feel good, look good. (laughs) Yeah. I came back feeling amazing. So definitely make it an effort to travel. Facts. (laughs) All right. Now, 
I appreciate you saying all of that. Make sure you go check it out um, in terms of traveling and looking and doing your research and getting the most affordable pricing. And also to the point about traveling, make sure you go with people that you want to go with. Um, no shade, no tea, but also to some people, they just want to go with a group of people. And it's just like if group of people don't want to be around each other or they don't necessarily want to do the same things and it becomes more of like a separate kind of trip more than it is united or y'all having issues that is not a vacation okay mm-hmm. so make sure you pick the right people to go on trips with i think that's very important if i'm invited on a trip i'm always trying to figure out who's going to what personalities i got to deal with because i'm just like if i'm spending bread i don't want to deal with nothing yeah. if i ain't dealing with no drama no nothing i could stay in the bronx for all of that <laughs> so let's keep it 100 so just be mindful of the people you go don't just jump on a trip because you want to be out here looking fancy for the gram you right. know what i'm saying right. so just keep that in mind so switching gears you know how we gonna get into the keys tea mm-hmm. you talking shit nah just spitting facts it's keys tea so i was really excited as we both were excited but more so me <laughs> um so disney announced that hallie bailey <laughs> Hallie Bailey, the half of the R&B duo Chloe and Hallie, has been cast as Ariel um, for the live-action remake of The Little Mermaid. Now, I was really ecstatic by this. Round of applause for her, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. Black girl magic, Um, yeah. All day. I was really ecstatic by this because it's good to kind of see, when we talk about representation matters and having her in that light, and for those of you who've been following her and her sister, they've been... You know, on the R&B scene, they've been doing their thing. Their mentors um, is Beyonce. They are also on oh, well. the... I know, right? Just to drop that line as a mentor. And she kind of helped them in their career as well. And also, too, they are also a part of the show called Grownish on Freeform. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a really good show. I love it. Yeah. So to see her growth in terms of her like expertise and her talents, I think that's a good thing. What's unfortunate about this, instead of it being a celebratory moment of, yay, you know, we have a bit of change, representation matters, and kind of highlight that you know shortly afterwards the hashtag went viral um hashtag not my ariel so yeah on social media it became like a racial divide because it was like ariel is always white and as you see how they remade ariel over the years it's always been a white character but who said that she has to be white you know freeform they actually wrote a statement to the people out there who were bothered by it i didn't necessarily feel it was necessary it was kind of shady but i get why they did it but i was just kind of like you don't need to explain why she's in this position she's very deserving of it fuck you and your feelings and yeah i did say that because to me it's like are you even freeform in a speech it was like the freaking Little Mermaid was like, what, Danish? Danish people could be black. Hello? Like, are you serious? Like, you're getting bent out of shape of a character under the fucking sea. Like, are you serious right now? A you know, like, a made-up character at that. Like, you're really getting bent out of shape. And to me, it's like, finally, for a black girl like me growing up, seeing, I was always on Disney. So y'all know I'm about to go see Lion King, right? <laughs> Simba baby but now bring it back I was always in love with um, Disney growing up when when I got to college I started to realize the nuances and the messages and stuff behind these um, shows and films and I would kind of step back and I had a whole different look on it so to now see that they put her in this position where she's rightfully deserving of and to see people backlash is so bothersome to me because I'm like, finally we get a chance. Finally we get to be in a spotlight. Finally she gets to have her moment. So it shouldn't be about hashtag not my Ariel. Y'all probably wouldn't even have seen it if it was a white character anyway. So cut the bullshit. The real issue is that you're getting bent out of shape of a make-believe character. And then when we talk about racism in this country, people 
say, oh, you guys are complaining. You're always dragging it out. This is a prime example of it. This is a prime example of you doing that. You know what I'm saying? And to me, it's just really disheartening that black and brown girls can't have the right to be in this space. But I will say congratulations on this role. I know you're going to kill it. She's going to bring all that black girl magic on stage and everybody's going to be amazed by her talent. And I just hope that Dizzy continue to recreate shows and have more people of color. But the real tea is, who going to be her prince? He better be black. Okay? I want to see some chocolate in there too. <laughs> Shout out to Disney. That's Key's tea. Oh God. Yeah. It, it was definitely a, a crazy experience because I actually heard about it while I was on vacation and while you was living your best life, swimming I, under the sea. <laughs> Did you see Aquaman out there? <laughs> I saw you on the beach with the tank top and the arms. Got him. Barely. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a sad situation when you, when it's something like that is trending. But like you said, she's got this opportunity and it's a great thing. And I can't wait to see what it looks like. It's Facts. So... Once again, thank you for tuning in to Unapologetically Different Podcast. Make sure you purchase our ringtone at the Tunes Store for Android users and at the iTunes Store for Apple users. You know you like that silky, smooth song in the background. You know you want to purchase that ringtone, so go get it. Why don't you? Um, please follow us on IG and Twitter at UnapologeticallyD underscore. You can make donations to our Patreon account by searching Unapologetically Different all of our episodes are posted on iTunes. Make sure you rate and review, guys. I'm going to stress this. Rate and review. You can leave a comment. Good, bad, or indifferent. Just leave a comment. You know I'm going to clap back if it's bad, so don't get fancy. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher by searching Unapologetically Different Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode. Bye.